0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, is my sister
1: available? I'm um, here.
0: Hi. How's it going? Check.
1: Mic check. One, two, three. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: sorry. I'm so- I'm loopy right now. <laughs> <So> loopy. <laughs> How are you? How was
1: your week? Oh, it was pretty good. Let's start with your week first.
0: Oh, okay. So, I mean, in my house were two parents, two kids, two dogs, and basically the only one who wasn't sick was Pugsley, one of the dogs. Um, aside from him, everybody had a different thing, a different sickness, had medical emergencies, but I mean, everyone else is getting better Even though I'm getting sicker, (laughs) everyone else is getting better. And Coco, our dog, I mean, thankfully, her prognosis is, like, very optimistic, getting better and better. Yeah, a lot of sick people. Aside from all of that, one completely ridiculous thing happened this week. So, I mean, keeping in mind everyone's sick, it's still a busy week, lots Mm -hmm. to do. And I would not stop emphasizing that I had... I had to run a Walmart errand for Jackson specifically because the 30th was approaching. So despite how busy it was, I'm trying so hard, stressed out to cram in this Walmart errand. And so we decide, okay, let's just do it after daycare. We go to Walmart. And as I'm pushing the cart with the entire family, my stomach just kind of turns for a second. And I look at Johnny, and I'm like, Oh my god, Halloween is October 30th, not September 30th. So I was. OMG. I was. I was- because I'm like, I need to get him a Halloween costume because Sarah, my sister, our sister-in-law had mentioned something about Halloween on the weekend. And yeah, then I was like, okay. oh man, the 30th, is- <laughs> actually, isn't it in the 31st? Oh my
1: God. Oh, somebody, mommy problems. <laughs> um,
0: You know, I was very much in denial and very reluctant about mommy brain while pregnant, but it happened during my second pregnancy. And my coworker told me that it just, your brain never comes back after her second child i didn't believe her until now but yeah so that was my very silly ridiculous week i mean i got the costume in the end i mean at least you can take that off your list yeah yeah so in the end it turns out i was very productive i guess but anyways (laughs) (laughs) how was your week was it less less ridiculous than mine well, you know, in a different way, I
1: guess, We're, we wrapped up week two of every day is a different color that you can dress in or bring something to school. Oh, thank so God. Every, <laughs> every <night. laughs> so every night, it's a big conversation. Every day, she luckily wore what we had discussed. But then if she got home and she'd find like another pink shirt, she'd be like, mommy, how come you didn't give me this pink oh, shirt? No. I'm like, dude, we spoke about this and you can wear that shirt or dress. Any other day of the week. So, this uh, today was their big picnic multicolor celebration. So, she's been excited about it since Wednesday. And that's why I don't tell her things in advance because every minute of every second of every minute, second, I can't even like think, she is asking about the picnic and what the picnic's going to entail and what time they're going to have the picnic and <laughs> where is the picnic going to be. And, mommy, did you know there's going to be a picnic? It just never freaking ends. So there was a picnic today. It was lovely. She was happy. And it all wrapped up beautifully. And wow, it's raining out there. I know. I was hoping
0: (laughs) you wouldn't hear that. It's because I'm in the car.
1: I (laughs) do what we got to do to get this podcast done.
0: I recorded here last week and it was amazing. It was like the best me time that could ever happen to just This is the closest I can get to going out. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't get the car started, but I I can can be sitting in it.
0: So, I mean, I hope it's not too too loud. I feel like torrential rains don't last long, no?
1: No, they Anyways. really don't. They're really short-lived, but I thought it was just really funny. It just kind of added to the atmosphere of the coziness of our conversation.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was my week. I'm just happy. Um, two weeks of every day a different color is now complete.
0: Yeah, and she got to do her picnic, so that's really awesome, too. So so there's that. So much to yes. look forward to. You're my preview. Of what's <laughs> the As they get older. Yeah. So the one thing that... I guess is my, my center and my calm is being able to watch GH <laughs> and getting outside of my crazy a little bit and enjoying their, their crazy. So I'm thinking 1000%
1: Yeah.
0: So there was a lot of like big and also very little things that happened. One sort of, I mean, I don't know if everyone thinks it's little, but what I, I thought it was little the whole Robin Jason conversation. I was like, Oh, okay, this, this is happening. Um, but yeah, what did you think about that? It was quite simple. I, I guess I didn't know that Robin was thinking about the whole Peter situation in such a complicated way.
1: Well, me neither. And same thing. And for me, on one hand, I like seeing them together because yeah. like the history and, yeah, and yeah. just them in a scene together is quite wonderful. Um, it's it's still new for me to see Jason so connected to his emotions and thinking yes. together. It shows, right? <laughs> Yeah, it totally does. It totally. So that's kind of what I was focused on. So, yes, I did hear parts of what she was concerned about, but I just kept staring at Jason and just him stringing together all these words about his feelings and, and about how he respects Anna and all of the rest. So I just thought he did really great, and I was impressed by his part in that scene.
0: Well, even more than that for me, what I was thinking was um, when he confronted her about Sam and Patrick, talk about massive facial expressions and i think that's like is that like the first joke he's ever made is jason i feel i mean I'm it was like, the closest thing to a joke when they said that they would never talk about it again and then he responds with i'm buying like I, basically robin says to him let's never mention it again and go for dinner or something like that and then he says um yeah i'm buying and i was like wow that was funny for jason it was um,
1: very light and cute, and, like, the interaction was very nice. Very okay. not regular Jason.
0: No, but I like it, though. Like, I like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the way that he can evolve in that way. And, I mean, even though he became, like, stone cold, the point is he's still a stone cold that's, like, aging and going through different life experiences. And But just the way that he brought that up. See, I, I was actually surprised that he brought that up with Robin specifically. And I love those moments that kind of surprise me because I feel like, Sometimes you think things and then when you see them pop up on TV, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's so cool that you guys are acting or saying things that I'm thinking. And the fact that he brought it up because it was very subtle. It took a long time since his return. like, yeah. like they, okay. I think somewhere it says that he's been back as Jason for like a year now, I believe. And it wow, was only already. recently that it came out that Sam told him that she was engaged to Patrick. There was so much else for him to catch up on that that didn't really come up right away. And then this the this time between him finding out from Sam and then solely confronting certain people that he would have known, like I think maybe possibly Sunny or Carly. Um, but then to bring it up with Robin, I was like, oh, wow. Like they really just, you know, went like covered that from beginning to end. They didn't really like let it go or let it slide. So I thought that was super,
1: super interesting. But I like what you're saying about his involvement in his the involvement of his character. Because if we look at it like, like let's say we look at dad you know when we were younger he wasn't a very emotional person whatever very kind good dad but as he gets older things change, and he's really awesome with his grandkids and really mushy so it's kind of like watching the jason character evolve into like this man dad who has the emotions right? are, though because <laughs> that's so... That so funny
0: but we've been watching that along that yeah like all of our characters that were like so dangerous living on the edge they all have kids
1: yeah, they will have to, like, scale back, be like, he's a murderer that, you know, a contact <laughs> killer with, like, scale back, prioritize his kids, <laughs> prioritize his baby murders. mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so
0: it is funny. And I mean, okay, so all that stuff was hilarious. I think for me, the only, like, major... Because I was just like, oh, this is a long conversation. But then what I got out of it between um, Robin and uh, Jason was that I did not realize that she thought, like, that moving... Let's just say she decides to move forward in having a relationship with Peter. I never put it together that she might feel that that was a betrayal to Jason
1: oh uh, yeah I okay. never put
0: that together so I was like oh I guess it was important that they talk about that and also you know when she brought it up I was like that is true you know how many people can you speak to that can relate to the fact that your whole family thought you were dead true mind you okay. she once everyone thought she was dead in the second time she deliberately chose to leave to save him yes well whoever she thought was Jason at the time
1: yeah. So, yeah. It was, that's, that's it for me hard. on those two. Yeah, that's it <laughs> for me on those two as well. Just like, is <laughs> yeah, there anything else? I kind of like just
0: pause. Like... Yeah, just, just, t- yeah. So the next one that was also kind of like still minor, like the baby switch. Me and you said it's sort of going to be a background thing. I'm kind of wondering if it's moving out of the background a little bit. Uh, yes. I,
1: I was screaming at the TV thinking about you when I heard the he may have a heart thing. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Oh, oh.
0: Because, I, because i said it's either comes out through like a medical emergency but when they yes. said the heart defect i was like rant, like going through my thoughts and i'm like i can't recall i'm like michael must have had a heart defect
1: well that's what like, i think because like, I no, an otherwise was there'd me. be no
0: relation mm-hmm. um but yeah but i love that carly i don't know i feel like isn't carly always around when she's a little baby, hey, and can... I love that she's, like,
1: in the appointment, too. Like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad she got to be involved, because there was a point where Lucas kept leaning on Sam as a sister. And I love both Sam and Carly. I love that they became friends or find a, found a way to become friends when Jason was gone for a while. But, okay. I mean, Lucas, for a while, was actually, like, Sam was his only sister <laughs> when oh, it came to the baby. Yeah. So I am appreciating some scenes of Carly being like, you have other sisters. Like, you have a really, all of them are Pretty much related. It's like six degrees That's or less in Port Charles with whoever like a... is related to each other.
1: Yeah, we should do like a tree.
0: <laughs> oh, that. Oh my God, so <laughs> incestuous. I don't even I don't even want to. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm glad Carly was there. She she's great at she's super great at giving advice. She's very good at being calm, and I just love the advice she gave to Brad. Like you know, you, you have to pick your moments Like you can cry and scream when you're by yourself, but you can't do this, these kinds of things when you're in the situation with everybody else. So I don't know. I liked, I liked the way that she was approaching um, Brad, but I also loved how she kind of threw in to him. <laughs> like, yes, she was, her and Monica were obviously really, really civil during the whole thing, but I loved how when she was giving advice to Brad, she's like, you know, if you feel like breaking something, go ahead and break something on Monica's desk. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> of course she has to throw in that, like, little dig. She is who she is. She's authentic. Yeah. To her That's what I love. I like those little details that make a character them. And it's just, like, when they react like that, it's just, you could say it's so them. But Matt was that baby cute. They showed him just briefly. I know. I think when Michael was holding him, what squishy yeah. cheeks.
1: So sweet. They kept looking up at him, like, so cute.
0: Um, okay, this, I mean, not that I'm surprised because like between like the hospital and the police department, sometimes they're super professional and sometimes they're not, but really you're all doctors. Since when do you walk up in public and tell your patient, oh, there was some defects we found in your chest. Know. We're going
1: to find a
0: specialist. Good thing you're still here.
1: i hey, oh, you hanging know, around the kid. elevator. I'm going to so loud so that everybody can hear.
0: I was just like, <laughs> seriously, seriously? But anyways, I just thought that was really funny. And plus, like, Lucas is also your colleague. You know that he works there, and, like, not at all. Could you afford any type of
1: privacy? Exactly. I was dying. It kind of reminds me, on, like, a complete side note, Curtis, when he gives, like, the wink to the nurse to get the dna test done quickly he was like could you put a rush on that yeah, oh like, my, you can get away with it <laughs> i'm
0: so glad you said that because i'm like okay hey, I, I can't just spend this whole podcast talking about how like unprofessional and like how loose the ethics are at the hospital but when he did that i'm like you can do that just walk in and be like put a rush on whatever you're like a private investigator like no connection to the hospital whatsoever i thought that was really really i was just like yeah that was funny and i noticed it
1: <laughs> i noticed
0: it um So, like, about the whole – I mean, I don't know how it's related to – the well, whatever, the whole baby switch thing. Do you not love Maxie and Michael?
1: I really do. I genuinely love their interactions. It's very natural. It's not strange. Yeah. Like, it's just a really beautiful scene. She's honest with him. He's honest with her in terms of, like, you know, she's saying she understands how he feels. Like, it was just really nice, especially when she was pushing the cart at the cart the stroller <laughs> and then turns back around <laughs> and then turns back around and says like I understand what you're going through like it was just very sweet and touching and but me. did
0: you were you watching when when they were taking Lamas and we saw the building of their relationship a little bit
1: no I didn't you did tell me about it but I wasn't watching back then so
0: yeah I mean what I was thinking was like he's so Jason and she's so Carly
1: interesting very. Interesting.
0: Nice. like I want to see them interact a little bit more even if it's like just a friendship because I mean the way that they're calling yeah. Peter obviously that seems like the romantic interest that they're pushing her toward I mean if she was with Michael that would be all kinds of weird with Spinelli and all that um, right but, but
1: there was another mention of him in this. Ed and Fred I know <laughs> he's coming
0: back soon. I was listening to Stone Cold the Jackal, and he's coming back soon for for some stuff. Oh, I
1: didn't finish my latest podcast. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. So I really, really like them, and I, that's the one thing. Is just that I feel like Kiki. She lacks interaction. I mean, sometimes it, it's better than others, but she lacks interactions with her peers like she yes. gets locked into her own storyline people but even mm. michael over the years like michael's sweet everyone knows him but we never see him be like he never got what let's say like elizabeth um emily and nicholas and lucky had you know what i mean like the, the friendships i don't know oh, if he right. really ever had that like the teenage life and you actually have like friends like i don't know, you like, with? does michael have friends like now that i think about it like
1: he had his he family
0: does. he was very much entrenched in his family and then oh one day God. he was a baby and the next he was like running a company
1: <laughs> i know hey, so remember i don't know like if it was a year ago two years ago and they used to do those nights at the bar where they would do like karaoke and they would go out and yeah sing and they would have a night out. like that's cute i think you just like bring back i stuff like the like friendships like, I, you know right yeah
0: i like Me the too. friendship stuff because it's like you of course we, we watch soaps for the romance but you know they they have done the friendship thing in the past like i said it was like lucky and all them but it'd be nice to see let's say just friendships but then also like you said a girls night or like the younger girls of the show getting together and you know having a friendship people to talk to that would be kind of cool i think i'd like to see that
1: Me too. You, um, so your favorite your favorite
0: I know, Kevin! <laughs> that was so funny, drinking from that poison well again when he was talking to Lucy when she taught, brings up cheating. I mean, I don't understand why she brings that up so often. I know, but... she
1: doesn't define her yet. It's, like, always there. Yeah, she like, talks about
0: it an awful
1: lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> least, I just know what you think about it.
0: It's just funny watching him, like just i don't know just he's just seriously just trying to navigate being kevin and he really doesn't um this guy doesn't care obviously he's like a sociopath but like he doesn't care but it's just that he's willing to dive into these interactions knowing nothing like even with franco like he just was like was just let's not, whatever like i'll just run with it Sydney with lucy he just runs with it like he doesn't care what he doesn't know and he doesn't really hold back in shocking information either
1: i know it was just, like, especially when I was talking to Franco and he's like, trying to give him advice, and Franco's like, but, but, and then he tries to, like, spin it to make it sound appropriate. I know, that
0: was so ridiculous. It was funny.
1: It was, but I definitely enjoyed, because I'm looking at it through different eyes, based on <laughs> your, your opinion on the storyline. I, so, yeah, I, I still
0: find it, it, it's still funny so far, because he's and just, again. you know, integrating into Kevin's life, and just sort of, You know, not stepping in it all the right ways. It's just funny watching him try to navigate that. It's really awkward. But it got kind of weird. I mean, I guess that's when the creepiness starts to to seep in. When he just starts talking about Felicia and when he saw um, uh, Maxie. When Maxie went to the table. Because I remember you saying, you know, because I remember with the Cassidines, you know, what they did was, is that Stavros, I think, shifted his obsession from Laura to Lulu. And then we were wondering with this generational thing, is Kevin going to, I mean, sorry, was Ryan going to shift his obsession from Felicia to maybe somebody else?
1: Yeah. And so
0: you said maybe Lulu because he was looking at to picture. And for a split second, I thought, would he shift it to, um, to Maxi? But he still Ooh. seems quite obsessed with getting,
1: getting to Felicia. That's true. He's, he's very one-track mind at the moment. He's still, I feel like, surveying his options or how oh, he can attack the situation. How he can he torture can... Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. So it oh, might, might get really strange and weird.
0: Yeah. I think when he starts to, to do stuff like that, it's going to get really, really bad and scary, and especially when I, I think about the fact that, I think it was Georgie he used to torture her the last time. Which is kind of crappy, because she's dead now. And I don't even know if he knows that. I mean, I don't know if he would care, because he's a killer. But I know. Yeah, so that whole thing would just be really um, terrible and really traumatic for, for Felicia. But yeah, so I'm happy it's happening in little comical doses so far. But when he started talking about Felicia, I was like, whoa, dude. Ugh.
1: I know, are we already <laughs> jumping into this? And like, we're so you know, like, we've known these characters for a long time, so it's not like we're just starting and watching a movie or something like that. Like, you're you're connected to these characters in some way. We obviously know it's not reality, but you're still so much what? more invested <laughs> when there's a storyline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that happens. So, yeah, think that's why I'm, like, a little bit nervous about the storyline because I feel like I somebody is going to die and somebody is going to be severely traumatized. But again, this is GH. There's a lot of people with probably PTSD. You're saying and- that
0: to me while I'm <laughs> in a car in
1: the dark, <laughs> <laughs> right
0: now. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk. Okay, I don't, don't want to talk Yo, about it anymore. Have, let's talk hey, about something have. depressing instead of scary.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, excited. um Okay, so Oscar storyline. I mean, the whole thing is just sort of building up throughout the week, and I'm just like Kim. Kim, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, I mean, I get she like, just because you're speaking in this logical way, and just because you're able to say, oh, I know what the consequences are, he'll be mad for a little bit, I'm just like, no, you don't. I think, I, yes, she keeps saying that she's trying to protect Oscar, and I really believe, I mean, she's in a tough spot, and I think she's doing it the best that she can, but I feel like, you know, ultimately she is protecting herself because it's one thing to know he is sick, but it's another to watch him know that. And I part of me thinks that she's just protecting herself from
1: that. Yeah, I think a big part of it is that because she was the only one that was doing it for years. Now she has friendships, so it seems like she was by herself before and mm. no connections to the outside world. So I don't know where what town she's living in, but in this town she has a boyfriend, she has friends, she has colleagues. Yeah. Um, you know, she has his dad there and there's so much more support, yet she still chooses this way of dealing with the situation when she's not the only one anymore that has to carry all the burden.
0: No, she's not. But it was getting kind of crazy. Like, like Drew had pointed that out to her. Like, your goal is to have him have a normal life. But the consequence of that is that he is going to get into a fight. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not inevitable, but it is not abnormal that he got into a fight. And what was insane to me was, yes, you're friends with Elizabeth. And, of course, you want to check in with her because her son is involved. But you didn't even finish talking to your own kid before you rushed on the phone.
1: Because he couldn't tell you that we made up
0: bad. at the very least.
1: And she has to figure that this. This has bearing on him, like, exactly that. Her and Elizabeth are friends. But these boys have to go to school with each other. They have to deal with each other. Like, there's just a different way of going about it, I would think.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, earlier in the week, and, I mean, as we all now know, because Mm -hmm. everyone listening hopefully watched the entire week, including today. And so earlier in the week I was thinking, you know, he's obviously not going to find out from his parents, but I had no idea it would be as soon as this
1: week. I know, me neither. Like, I thought they were just, like, leading into it, especially when Cameron was all grumpy and everything, and every time he looked at him, my, like, heart stopped, because I'm like, oh, man, I is know. it going to be now? Is it going to be now? And then, yeah.
0: I just I just didn't know, like, when he first walked in to, to, Os- to Oscar and Jocelyn at the community service thing that they were doing, I did not know what his angle was, because I was like, okay, so you learn this news and then you come and pick a fight with him i mean maybe now that we saw the whole thing do you think he was picking a fight with him at first and being all angry because he thinks he's lying to jocelyn was that why he came at him like that i think so i 100 okay. percent
1: think that he he loves Jocelyn like i mean teenage loves jocelyn yeah, yeah. And he's just like this guy has this whole good guy persona Yet he's hiding the this huge, huge, big, life-changing secret. How dare he do that to this girl that I love? And okay, lead so- her on when he's not even going to be here. I'm going to kick his ass.
0: <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Because even after it was over, I was like, what is happening? They're like, he's behaving weird. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. He's behaving weird. I mean, like, twice you made peace with Oscar. Twice. Yeah. And then you show up. And you just go at him. I, I thought he was going to approach it in a more sympathetic way like he tried to do later. Like when he was trying to lift the box. Yes. And, um, and help him. I had thought that he would have been overly nice to Oscar when he would see him for the first time. So, I mean, it was really confusing. And I guess that really reflects a teenager, uh, teenager's mind. And also Cameron's mind. Because he seems a little bit erratic. You know, like he's just everywhere and at the same time. But one thing that caught my eye, and I don't know, but, like, literally I had a major reaction. When Cameron was fighting over the box with um, Oscar and Jocelyn stepped in, I actually, like, was taken aback. She looked just like Carly. I know they're really? not really related. but oh, yeah. her, her eye, I know they're not really related. But the way she kind of, like, I don't know, her looks and the way she was saying stuff, I was like, whoa. It was like a little mini Carly in that moment.
1: Well, we do, like, it's definitely, and, like, we think the trio is going to be similar to an interaction that, you know, Carly had earlier on. But, yeah, it is really neat that they're all oh. kind of.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Because when you said, like, like mimicking, uh, mimicking Carly's interactions, right away I was like, Sunny, Jason, Carly. And I'm like, is this a Sunny, Jason, Carly with them?
1: I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of Jax thrown in there, too,
0: though. Oh, right. More of a Jackson Sunny trio.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, Jax, even though he was he was the good guy with the underlying kind of what he did was for the greater good non-mob. You know, Sonny was the bad guy who did mob stuff, but he was, like, the good mobster. You know, like, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, kind of erratic, and whereas Oscar has this whole ethical code, but given the chance, what would happen? Oh, man, I
0: really want them both to stay. I'm so curious as to see how their characters would develop. Um it's- I don't know if it's hope. Remember, I told you I had hope the moment that they said the tumor was inoperable. But <laughs> for a split second, I had hope when um, Kim was sharing medical information, like of a trial with Drew.
1: Yeah. because
0: I think it takes more adults being involved to then get more resources. You know, like what would Monica do if she found out what was happening?
1: Exactly. Would
0: she throw Quardamine I mean, money at the situation? Would Drew throw money at the situation? Are you giving him an opportunity to do his own research so he can kind of come to that place that Kim is at?
1: Well, I think that now that Oscar knows and everybody's going to know, now this is when we're going to see how people are going to react and who's going to come to his, his, quote-unquote, rescue. So,
0: Elizabeth. Elizabeth promises that she will only tell Franco if he (laughs) asks her a direct question. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is a direct question something like, Disaster hey, brain does- <laughs> tumor. Right? Which I'm thinking won't really come up. And even in that moment, that scene with Franco when she was saying, um, I was comforting Drew. I wasn't actually like that wasn't about our relationship. Yes. I was like, All right, that's an explanation. And then she's like talking to enough. herself. I guess there's something I should tell you. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're talking yourself into telling him in that moment. And I mean I, I mean, I do get it. Like, it's her partner and it's a really big thing. That's the thing. Like, and I mean, I really think Kim should kind of, I can't believe I'm saying this, but to take, you know, follow in a, in a way Elizabeth's example. You know, even Elizabeth is this outsider. Oscar's not even her son, but it's even too much for Elizabeth to hold by herself. And if it's too much for Elizabeth to hold by herself, you know, get a clue, lady. Like, you shouldn't be holding this all by yourself.
1: Okay, but I love – okay, so just to get back to Elizabeth talking to yeah. Franco about the Oscar situation. Franco, you know, he's, he's trying to be – his face when he's sympathetic is funny. You know he's genuinely trying, but there's just something in his expressions that make me kind of chuckle. And then he's oh, like, yeah. I, won't, I won't screw this up. And right away I was like, yep, you're going to screw this up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, so far he didn't. and I thought it was He so didn't, but weird.
1: I really genuinely thought it was going to be him that screwed it up.
0: I thought it was so cute when he, well, first he tries leaving a, a voicemail for Drew, and obviously that's when Cameron kind of, like, pieces yeah. everything together. Um, to be <laughs> honest, I don't know if I'd be smart enough to piece it together. Me either. Like, I, I, like Cameron...
1: doing half of that, seeing that I, I would can... think that maybe Drew is, like, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess you did hear him say, I'm sorry about Oscar, but I had to replay it twice in order to hear that.
0: Yeah. So, I, and plus he closed the door and I'm like, what's happening? Anyways. So he figured it out. So it turns out Cameron's super smart. And, um, but <laughs> I love this scenes today with Drew and Franco when he's being like, "Do you, I have booze. Do you want to hug? <laughs> it's really funny. It was really cute.
1: I liked it. Okay. So I had to Google this because, you know, I'm still kind of catching up. So he's Jason's twin brother. However, he grew up with Franco. Is this the all right <laughs> okay now well, I-
0: that was a disciplinary <laughs> silence that I gave you um so yeah so basically drew because um, I think it was like Heather and all that craziness uh, right. separated them and then like sold a kid probably so Franco's mom had drew yes. and then um so for a long time Franco thought that he was dead basically she got rid of him because of that guy like, she got rid of Drew to protect him. She basically abandoned him, basically. She gave him away somewhere else to protect him, but Franco always thought that she did that to protect Drew from Franco, that Franco was this, like, that he was this psycho even as a child, that he was a native okay. dad. Um, so, yeah, so that's what ended up happening. The group was as brothers for, like, three years, and then we come to find out that Franco ultimately was just trying to protect Drew when he threw him down the stairs when he was little, and he ended up in the hospital. So um, Franco actually thought Drew was dead.
1: Whoa, intense.
0: Well, she actually lied to him and told him he was her imagine- he was his imaginary friend.
1: Oh, I do remember bits and pieces of, the- of yeah. this.
0: It was okay, a really was like- well done story, though. Like, okay. you're backtracking to tell a story, and it was really well done, and then you could totally see how that story would lend to Drew and Franco having some kind of brotherly um, relationship.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I love, I find their interactions. Fantastic. I think it's great cause they're both a little bit awkward, but it works. Yes. And
0: it's uncovering all of that stuff about the past abuse that really allows Drew to let Franco in basically.
1: Hmm. Very interesting.
0: Okay. Is it really loud?
1: <laughs> no, I, I, you mean the rain?
0: Yeah. No, we're good. Okay, okay. Just checking to make sure, though. <laughs> I would tell you. it's <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it for... Well, okay, no, no, that is not it for me on the Oscar storyline. <laughs> I'm so happy that Drew is finally stepping up a little bit and telling Kim that, you know... Oh,
1: yes, it was amazing. That, like,
0: you know, it's either I tell him or we tell him together because I, I do think Drew is right about how Oscar would feel. Um... And I also think that he does have an equal state in the whole situation.
1: I agree. And it's like, we've talked about this. I think we talked about it last week as well. Like Drew is this loving, caring father who genuinely wants to be involved in this life. He has shown no signs of like being some like absent father or any of that of his own means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why should he have less of a say now?
0: And I mean, look, it's not about comparing relationships. Obviously, Kim knows her son; she's raised him forever. But Drew did come in when he was a teenager, and it does allow for knowing Oscar in a different way, and it does allow Oscar to maybe talk to his dad, even though he's close to his mom in a way that he doesn't with his mom. So, in a way, Drew would probably know better, just based on where Oscar is in his life right now.
1: Absolutely. They have, so, yeah, they, I agree with you. They have different relationships, and like he knows him in a different way. And they, it, I mean, it all comes down to he should know. He know I mean, I think fighting for that right.
0: I think everyone probably thinks that. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it was ridiculous him thinking she can keep that from him, um, and to also her attempt at also keeping it from Drew, I think was really unfair. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm just glad it's going to come out, and at least we'll get to you know. This is what's going to make the storyline really interesting. It was a hard one to swallow when we, we were first introduced to it, but I think now that we actually get to explore it further it might actually be a bit more you know interesting to to see i agree because it affects a lot of people um well okay it affects a lot of people it's also affecting sam and the way that she's talked to jason
1: yeah She's so sad and she she's keeping to her word but yeah. you see how much it's affect like she's she's dealing with it like a Like, I think a really relatable mom, even though it's like she's talking to her mom, ex-husband. But in a sense that she's relating it back to her kids and what that would feel like. And, you know, to make sure that everybody's very involved because things can change. We don't know what life is like.
0: But I love that he knows that there's something more. Yeah, and then he
1: respects what she said. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that she doesn't want to talk about it. He says, like, okay, when you're ready, tell me. But then he knows there's something wrong. Like, I love, love, love how they are together.
0: The only thing I find was... Maybe, a, I don't know if it's unfair or maybe just unrealistic when she's telling Jason um, to fix things with Drew. And I'm like, Well, what is he to fix with Drew? Because, so the way I interpreted everything, Jason was very open to it and felt that Drew and him and, and Sam were all innocent in this whole thing. Um, Drew has been angry towards him for his own reasons. Um, but Jason isn't really mad at him.
1: And but Jason doesn't really get mad at anybody.
0: No, but he also doesn't see anything. Kind of like, anyways. Like, I think that he's been respectful to him so far. And even when Drew was talking with Franco, and he was like, "Well, what would you do if this were you? Like, if you were the one dying?" And he said, "I would spend time with my kids and fix things with Sam." He didn't exactly, you know, on his deathbed. This guy is not really like, "I need to fix things with Jason. Fix what?"
1: And I didn't really know about he was, that request. And it was out of character i find for her and maybe that's why he said like is everything okay because she never they never tell each other what to do they know better it's like live and let live we love each other we respect each other but there's never this whole like like he would never tell her like get along with your dad or try to mend things with whatever like no their relationship was never like that so i think it just lends to the fact that she's not sure how to deal with this and maybe this is just she knows that he needs support and he may not have a lot of people around him or something along those lines
0: yeah which is why i think i mean i know sam will keep her word; she won't lie but Mm -hmm. i think she'll be happy when the truth comes out so she could freely tell jason
1: because i think she really
0: really wants to um but speaking of julian it just made me I don't know. I just thought it was, I, I knew he was going to go there with Jason when Jason went to go see him. I knew he was going to go there with Jason and kind of just be like protective of Sam.
1: Yeah. And kind
0: of like warn Jason. I'm like, oh man, don't do that. So First weird, of all, Sam would so pissed off. And I'm like, you obviously don't know Jason. It's not going to work. Like, it's just not, not going to work.
1: Um, I liked, um, I like, was it just Sunny you was saying like, I should go see Julian? I guess he's kinda of like my father in law. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was so
0: gonna... cute. <laughs> I thought he was really cute and like he's not actually your father in law because you're not really married to Sam at I know. the moment. But I thought that was kind of funny and obviously maybe hinting at something between the two. I mean we both know it's inevitable. Um, yes. but yeah, okay, so I, I do wonder though, like in talking about Curtis, which we're about to do, I kinda wondered if the real Jason would have worked with Curtis.
1: I can sort of see it. But I can it's... see that.
0: But it's just yeah. that Curtis already is sort of, you know, he has a bond with Drew, and I don't think he would.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't.
0: Would break that because he's buddies with him. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah. So okay, is <laughs> it just because what I, I do like that in General Hospital they kind of like jump a little bit, like they
1: they um, jump ahead. Sometimes I'm like, did I miss an episode? <laughs> <yeah, laughs> have to me
0: before where I think I missed, okay,
1: but <laughs> I like all of a, of a sudden Curtis is with
0: this girl, and I'm like what <laughs> I okay so
1: like, before we continue down the road okay, go go ahead and then i'll jump in with what i'm gonna say well it's
0: just because the last scene i saw was this constant warning valentine that
1: well you know no
0: promises will find anything and then the next <laughs> exactly. scene with curtis he was with this girl that he's like are you Nina's daughter and i'm like what happened what, what did i miss
1: so i like like i like that whole scene but where i was a little bit lost because that's just how my brain works um it's the change out of the cafe so for the scene with her, he was I- out of town. And then the scene with Valentine was paddles. I'm like, wait to reuse a set. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I
0: actually didn't even notice that because when I saw the new set, I'm like, is this a new coffee shop? And then I realized he was out of town and I was thinking of you. And I'm like, I wonder if Mel's going to get confused with the different sets.
1: <laughs> So I definitely noticed the similar furniture, the similar setting, just a very quick change of the uh, yeah. decorative of wall. <laughs> so what do you
0: think? I mean, based on the fact that they hired oh. a, an actress to play Sasha, do you think it's Nina's daughter?
1: No, I really don't want to believe you that do- it's Nina. I don't want to. I okay. think it's really to throw us off because there's so many people wanting it to be Kiki. I genuinely want it to be Kiki. I genuinely believe it is Kiki. And this Sasha girl, I was not a fan right off the bat when I saw her. I'm like, no, no, it can't be her. It can't. It just can't. Like, I but don't she like. She rides her. horses. I know, so they must be related. Like, come on.
0: Well, I like that <laughs> she pointed out that that's not a genetic thing.
1: Like,
0: by <laughs> yeah. just... um. um
1: Good for her, she um, got mean, she got peed, get out, I wanted to be Kiki. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, part of me does, like, seriously, as I'm saying this to you, I can picture, like, let's just say we fast forward, and it is Kiki, and they're together, I can kind of picture Nina putting her arm around her with this awkward hug, like, Nina could be funny. Yeah. Because they've had a relationship, so I think it would be really cool, because Kiki and her have history, and man, would it tick off Ava, like, that would be the ultimate revenge for Nina, I think when it comes to her history with Ava
1: I know, and what, I, know, I know we're sorry, go ahead. Um,
0: yeah. It's just, you know, she just talks about how she would respect, like be kinder to her own child. Um, I don't know. I don't
1: it know. It was the look, it was the look she gave Ava when she was sitting down, Maxie had left and uh, Kiki had stormed out and Ava kind of turns around real quick. And Nina is just, staring at her like darks and you think nina thinks it's her well when i saw that scene when i saw that scene that's what i thought i don't know if she actually thinks that but i was like oh my god because like nina kind of pulls things out of nowhere but the way she was staring at ava the way she like really took in that interaction and was looking at kiki and then the conversation she had after i'm like i wonder if her brain is going there at all or if she's just speaking to her based on her relationship with her mother
0: well, I thought that's where her brain was going. I, it was really unexpected for me when she went out there and related her mother-daughter experience to Ava and Kiki trying to actually help her. I was really, really shocked by that and thought it showed how much Nina has grown since she stole Ava's baby right from her I know, room. when she
1: said that, I totally forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, she did do that. That was weird.
0: <laughs> it was, <laughs> but, I mean, her character has come a long way. Um, yes. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. All I know is that Mama Stella on Instagram also hopes that Nina finds her daughter. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see if it really is Kiki or if it is this Sasha girl.
1: Yes, my vote or my wish is that it's Kiki.
0: You know what? Me too. I'm gonna, I, 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 I do want that as well. And so Nina, obviously, um, aside from interacting with Ava... She also interacted with Anna. Did you know that Anna knew that that Nina tried to kill Cassandra? I wasn't. I didn't know that that was. Cool. Oh, that was. I didn't a, know. I didn't know that that was like known.
1: No, I didn't know any of that because I I am not familiar with that. I know story. you like, probably don't know that but someone, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when they were kidnapped, and she's like, da, 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 Cassandra. Like, who the hell is Cassandra, and why is she so important? <laughs> so yeah but i'd liked um i like we've talked about the fact that you know bringing different characters together just brings another dimension to the story yes and having anna and nina together especially when nina starts talking to her she's like why am i talking to you like in this manner why am i telling you this we're not even friends (laughs) no they're really they're really not friends
0: like they really like she's not liked anna she does not like anna
1: Oh, okay, I didn't know there was, like, a hatred there. But just, like, she started <laughs> divulging things to her. Like, why am I telling you this?
0: <laughs> okay, my I'm sure you probably will know. But, like, my favorite moment with Nina and Anna was when Anna was like, I thought um, Valentine would find a way to win you back. And she quickly responds, he did not. <laughs> and I couldn't <quit> stop <laughs> laughing. Even Johnny started laughing. Just her delivery of that line was just
1: so amazing. Oh, I love Nina. She's the best. Yeah. Like, she's really...
0: Um, i don't know she's there's just something about her that i'm just paying a lot more attention to her now and like enjoying her a lot um also her funny reaction to, to Maxie and peter <laughs> i guess she thought that was all over and then to see them come out of the elevator together <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then they had that great talk at charlie's pub you know, yeah, they did that like um, you know, you're the one that had the friendship with him, and and you know, how do you feel about that? How do you want to move forward? And how? Yeah, she was. I thought that that's like really mature of her to to oh, make, tackle wasn't that. Oh, she must have been
0: holding so much in at that point. Um, but obviously, look, I mean, Maxie told Lulu that Peter's abs have abs.
1: Oh my God, I I like I was <laughs> so hard i'm like i cannot believe she's saying this this is killing me <laughs>
0: yeah you know so i thought that was so funny like Maxie's conversation um with lulu
1: okay but then okay so she has this conversation with lulu and i know we're ugh. okay but then so lulu takes this and then has that other conversation you know like, like at, all, like, why at all why are you getting in the middle of this when Like, why is this your problem right now? Like, I know you think in your crazy little head that you're doing this great thing for your friend, but guess what? Every time you try to do this, like, good thing, it always fails. Always.
0: Um, kettle black much? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, Lulu at one point, you know, it's just, ugh, ugh, it's just the way that she's approaching Peter. Peter right now is a little puppy. Okay. He's yeah. a little broken puppy. Uh, when he talks about wanting to, let's say, talk to Felicia, like talk to the victim's family, she starts being like, you have ulterior motives. Yeah. That he cares for Maxie, wants to be close to her. Um, but when you wanted to do something for your career, it was, you didn't care. Like, when it came to her story, she went around Dante, she went around Maxi and targeted Nathan for her story. It's so not the same thing. Peter is wanting to talk to Felicia to be compassionate. And yes, his ulterior motive is mostly that he cares for Maxie, but it's not dangerous. And she's not putting anybody at, he's not putting anybody at risk, but it was a weird woe reversal because for months, Lulu was going to Peter about advice, um, and trying to get back with, like with uh, Maxie after their rift. Oh, yes. And now she's sitting there giving him advice, but she's not really giving advice. She's basically saying, never talk to her again. And you're no. speaking for Maxie. And so her meddling, I was just like, how can you do that? You literally just had a conversation with your best friend talking about his abs. You know yeah. she probably has feelings for him. You know she wants to be around him. Like, I just—I thought that was obvious in their conversation. Well, because she's she not perceptive.
1: See. Like, Lulu's not perceptive.
0: She's protective. a journalist. <laughs> she wants to yeah. be.
1: Remember I said, how the hell did she become a journalist?
0: Yes, I did. Fast track. Every career. I remember when Lucky became a police officer. That happened overnight. But it's oh, just that. But like, seriously, she was there watching her talk about the app. She could see the way that she was like that. Maxie was talking about Peter, and I'm like, you know, your friend, obviously, is crushing on him. Mm-hmm. What is the matter with you? Anyways, whatever. I'm just like but that's that's wrong choice, movie. wrong choice. That's,
1: that's Lulu thinking you know, she and knows and I what's
0: best for everybody like else exactly. and seeing things in her only way. Yeah
1: exactly so just what it is let's move I, on because we can just riff on her
0: i really hope chase doesn't end up with her but anyways i'm gonna move on um, to what i think is i don't want to i don't even want to think i know i, I definitely gonna, think have him, but hilarious. I like It's hilarious super cute but okay julian case okay, so i want to talk a little bit about julian well i mean we're gonna talk about him and alexis but he was just really funny this week he had so many funny lines but anyways, um aside from his like developing his own brand of Julian coffee, so what did you think about Alexis trying to have like him and Alexis' conversation?
1: I find there's so much undertone of like they still have sparks. Yeah, they do That's what I feel. They they obviously get back like... together. Like not because like I like him with Kim, but there's That's just a the thing in Alexis's relationship that you know, she'll say something, like, he knows her so well. And there's just, like, this, especially, like, kind of when they lean in together, there's, like, sparks. But Ooh, it's just they... not who they're supposed to be with. But I like their, the way they, the, how well he knows her.
0: Yeah. I mean, he went to couples therapy after they broke up but whatever. Um, So I'm going to bring that up again because I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> her trying to control christina by going to see julian i'm like have you learned nothing how many talks does Sam need to have with you
1: exactly that's the part that's hard it's like what do you like you just want to push her out the door like don't you want her to stay this time for a little bit longer if she finds out that her mom did that oh my goodness
0: exactly and the fact that first of all like between between alexis and sunny sunny has more reason to be upset let's say that his daughter is working for, like, his enemy, let's say. And even he knows that you can't boss her around, and he knows her enough to kind of know and understand this decision. And Alexis, I'm sorry, she can't even pretend that this is mob-related because finally at the end she confesses that she just thinks it's worked, um, awkward that Christina is going to, like, work with her ex.
1: ex think
0: that's, that's weird. But going to therapy with him, like, with your ex, that's not weird.
1: Yeah. Well, we all know Alexis has problems when it well, comes. Well, she's to controlling. This.
0: She's controlling, and I guess she really is like controlling with Christina. Whereas Molly, I guess she's sort of um, she. Molly is so good, and I feel like she's doing things according to what she would approve of. So she doesn't really interfere they, all that much that, in her life. Molly has
1: direction, and Molly is goal oriented, and she's focused, and she's following a path. Whereas Christina wavers, and Alexis doesn't know how to handle wavering.
0: But I'm just sort of kind, like, for me, I'm like, what is that big deal? You guys seem to know that she's lost. Let Maybe. her be lost. Like, I don't understand. You can't find her for her. I feel like as an adult, that-, that should be the one thing that you know. And I mean, is it, like, for a girl that's lost, she did come back home. She's living with her sister, so she has that family support. She's working at, like, a popular bar that's not connected to the mob. I mean, I don't know. She's not doing all that bad. And she left a relationship that didn't make her happy. I mean, she's really not doing all that bad just because she doesn't know what kind of career she wants.
1: I know. And that that's, I agree. It's like getting out of that, what you, she felt is like a relationship that's going nowhere that was just putting her in the backseat that's a huge step for her to make because she hasn't made the best choices relationship-wise either so that in itself is a huge feat for her to find a career for her to get a job and just figure out where she wants to end up like she'll get there like like julian was saying she's still young she has time to figure this out
0: yeah i was just kind of like back off so before alexis even gets into the fact that it's just awkward because he's her ex i'm like really because you go there an awful lot
1: i know community
0: meetings are held there but it's weird that christina works there
1: i oh really didn't goodness. understand
0: her logic at all it's just basically more and more excuses to go and talk to him directly is what that is and i'm just wondering uh-huh. i got lost when they kept trying to talk about the look in christina's eyes about being lost <laughs> or no about how They were talking about hope in Christina's eyes for a while, and I was, like, so confused.
1: What are you talking about? It was a bit lengthier than it needed to be. Like, you know, she's just she was looking at Julian for this, you know, in such a hopeful way, like, hey, help me get this job, and she just wanted that job so badly. Okay, great. You know, yeah, you saw that she wanted this job, you gave her the job, we're done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know,
0: I thought it was so funny when Alexis walked in, um, he looks at her and goes, "A cup of coffee and a stack of Bibles," is what
1: he said to her. I, I, don't know if he I, that.
0: I It was so it. funny, and so not only has he delivered a couple of fun one-liners this past week, but he also is Mr. Wise all of a sudden. When he was telling Alexis, she is her mother's daughter, but she's not her mother, and that is something I think Alexis
1: really, really needs to kind of get through her head. I like that. I def- I like the way his character has evolved.
0: Like, I think he's really changing for real because he didn't even tell Ava why he's no longer serving the coffee because she would have loved to use that money and he kept it to so himself.
1: True. So, yeah,
0: so I think that he's really evolving. So, I mean, you have Alexis at the bar, you got Dina, two people that Ava hates a lot, and then she gets slapped in front of both of them, which is
1: hilarious. <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> Okay, oh are you are you not confused okay i'm just saying you know i'm confused you have...
1: why this left happened but let's continue
0: <laughs> okay so how on earth would ava know how to get his sacraments taken away from him I'm just oh yeah okay, okay, okay now just... i remember
1: sorry jugging my memory um apparently was... she's very resourceful
0: <laughs> i was like who would know that like when he was talking to kiki telling him about like the latest thing to be ripped from him i was just like I'm sorry. Who would know that? You know, growing up in the Catholic Church, I'm like, what? I like all these like little rules. I was like, I don't even understand because she did not seem religious at all. She was. It was always sort of this, you know, op opposites thing between them. You know that he did yes. this, and she would kind of always sort of throw his religion and his his faith in his face. So I mean, I had no idea this girl would know how it worked to get him to go that far i really didn't understand how she would be like i'm gonna call the diocese what how do you know like how do you even call (laughs) anyways i thought that was so strange but that's what
1: prompted kiki kiki Kiki.
0: (laughs) to go and slap her which was yes okay make that i just kind
1: of blacked out for a second there okay got it yes i totally know that but it was such a wonderful wonderful scene and it always kills me how Ava can make her face so stern and mean with her lips so thin like I just it, so it always, good. right she's so, so good, good.
0: But like, so like I said earlier, Julian was kind of like wise ish with the whole, you know, like mother, like daughter, but you know, she's not a mother. But then when he, I had to rewind, I'm like, what is your advice here? When he's telling Ava that it would be crazy, that it wouldn't be crazy to forgive your daughter who slept with your boyfriend, but it would be crazy to forgive your boyfriend for sleeping with your daughter. Yes. And I was like, right. And then she was like, I don't get it. You know, she didn't seem to like understand the, the that the punch That they have yes. that they're not the same. Your <laughs> daughter and yeah, they not the same weight. To men that you date like it's just
1: Oh, la la. It was but, so I mean, sad. I
0: think like it, it speaks to her at her core. Like at her core she's really selfish. Like she you can always tell like that she sees Kiki as her competition and never so much her daughter. Like that, you know, the fact that, you know, her beauty meant so much to her that she went to go get all those operations done. But I mean, yeah, she's always I think she sees Kiki in that way, like this other woman as opposed to her own daughter, which is really completely insane. And I just love how it's hard for anyone to have sympathy for Ava. Like she is the the thing, though, like she's really heartbroken, like in her world, this is of course, it's a huge betrayal. But when you take it, the whole thing into context, even Julian's like, but she was with you despite all the crap you did. Like this doesn't even compare to the things that you did. And I love, okay. Because she kept saying, you know, how could this be an accident? He's trying to argue that maybe it did (laughs) just happen the one time. And then he called, said to her, you have been known to be (laughs)
1: accidental. I I was dying when he said that. I busted (laughs) out laughing. I had to quiet down because the kids are sleeping. I'm like, oh my God, classic.
0: That was amazing to me. And I just think what's really crazy about um, about Ava, like how you said how she could turn her mean face on, I also think it's really crazy how quickly she can go from sweet to evil. Like, even when she yes. goes to see Kiki afterwards to apologize, she starts this apology. And I, think, I totally get why that is completely confusing to Kiki, because that is her mother. It's either mm-hmm. – it's, it's very – you never know which of her you're going to get, and it's hard to take – it genuinely because she'll always do something pretty awful that you never think is possible. But then she just turns evil when she sees Griffin in there, which was so, so funny. So funny to me. Anyways. And then he
1: actually kind of stood up to her without a, yes. actually, and he was actually like, I was like, wow, look at you go. I was impressed with him. So the whole, just the whole Kiki being Nina's
0: daughter, I mean, because we're, we're thinking this and well hoping that Nina that Kiki could be Nina's daughter. I do find it interesting that when Ava, every time, like the amount of times Ava makes the point of saying, Kiki is my daughter. Kiki is my daughter. I know she's uh, her daughter, but she says it a lot. Who says it that much? It's true. I don't know, or I I, 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 really, I really don't know. Um, so, okay, is it just me? Or did you feel awkward and that you needed to look away when Kiki was banging the heater with the thing? <laughs>
1: Like, I was like, this is feeling a little awkward, yes. I definitely no, I loved like, her lace tank top. It was beautiful, the color yeah. and everything. But I was, I was like, like, who is that underneath their shirts on the regular?
0: I know. I was like, she almost made me want to work out how good she looked. But... <laughs> I yeah, stayed definitely. strong. I stayed strong. <laughs> uh, but I'm just like, where can I get into this building? Like, there's this ton of hot, sweaty people. And you're just like, this is... This is amazing.
1: Maybe yeah, I thought I it, it was hilarious. Thing. Did you? um,
0: I mean, look, I, I have to admit, it was brutal for Ava to have come over and seen them together <laughs> like that, which was super hilarious <laughs> to me. Okay, um, but, okay. Before
1: you continue, before you continue, I love what you said because I'm like, is that like a real thing? She's like, "You're you're both half dressed, and the room is so hot." Like, um, say what now? <laughs> Like, what is the room being hot because know. they had sex and the room gets hot? Like, that's don't understand. She's,
0: I, I, I know, I know. I mean, not only would she just describe the scheme, but she's just like, you expect me to believe, just like everybody watching, <laughs> that two hot people, because that's how she sees her daughter, and it is how she sees Griffin. No. These two hot people, half-dressed, um, she's like, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. And in this hot room, how are you not having sex, basically? I was, was I was understanding. Like, uh, okay,
1: because not everybody's you crazy Ava, even though they the, probably would have.
0: Aside <laughs> from the hotness, the only informative thing to come out of that scene was I didn't know that she was back in the shadow program and shadowing Finn, her like father I reincarnate. I thought that wonder, was the deep thing. Yeah, I wonder if we're ever gonna see it because that'll be kind of funny. Be like, is it awkward working with somebody who looks exactly like your dead dad? I don't know. I guess we'll see if we ever see them together. Or she said,
1: like, something like, oh, you remind me of somebody. Or just, like, throw, like, a little nod to the fact that it's, like, the same person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it'd be – because I remember in the Stone Cold Jackal podcast, I think she said, like, they haven't really been much in a scene
1: together. Yes, she did say that. So um, I think it would be really – because they are throwing in – like you're talking about humor it's a good point like lately they're throwing a lot of humor there's those like really stress relieving characters so if they just kind of threw that line in well it's like even Maxie threw a line in when uh, she was with michael and talking about her son and you know she just hopes that he doesn't have a man bun but doesn't her boyfriend have one like in real life so i thought that was yes kind of a, oh my god yeah
0: so i like, thought that was
1: kind of a funny I nod to
0: yes things. she was she was super funny i liked that too and it was really sweet even michael was like I'll I'll bring him to the
1: office. I'm like, you're willing to babysit her baby? Where could I this go? Know. So sweet. So sweet. No, I'm maybe, maybe it's like a best friend situation, too. Like, there's not a lot of guys. Like, there's the whole Jason Robin. There's the whole, you yeah. know jason Carlin. jason seems to be the center of a lot of girl guy best friendships yeah. but maybe this is an opportunity for michael and maxi so that he has that personal line without the romantic interest i do every, want I'm that involved with somebody they yeah, either yeah. die go crazy or like something like this he has very bad choice yeah
0: he's not had a normal relationship at all this poor thing
1: so maybe um, he just have a normal relationship with a woman outside of his mother <laughs> oh
0: my gosh <laughs> that's so true That is true. But, yeah, I would. I want to see more of that friendship, for sure. Um, So, is it just me? Because, okay, look, obviously, Griffin was staring down Kiki when she was icing (laughs) herself. Which I feel like, who wouldn't? Right. But but I still don't know if he's, like, interested in something romantic right now, based on his... Like, it doesn't look that way, but it looks like she's made up her mind. Like, the way she's smiling at him with the beer... And I think she might have had another look when he left. I don't know. But I was just like,
1: well, she's thinking about Griffin. Yeah, I definitely think that she's thinking about him. I think he's still wavering. And I think it's just he's so out.
0: good. He's like, this is my ex-girlfriend's daughter. And we're maintaining <laughs> a friendship because that's what friends do. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, like his, how naive he is about relationships, which would make sense if he was a yes, priest. That he doesn't, exactly. he's, you know, he's not really good at them.
1: Okay, so that's very true.
0: I know you love Finn, and you love Finn Thank and you. Anna together. But I have to say, I mean, I, it was a breath of fresh air to watch Anna in a personal setting. So, like, with Finn and with his family, and just not in a professional capacity. Like, I've kind of had it with her obsession with Peter and all these missions that she takes on in a personal way, um, as opposed to, like, the strong agents kind of way. So I love seeing her in this super funny interaction with Finn and his family.
1: I love – I, yeah, I am obsessed with the two of them. I am obsessed with Finn. I love their banter over the menu. Um, the fact yeah. That, like, she's like, oh, they changed the menu. He's like, yeah, between one of the times you were kidnapped. I know. It's so cute. like, oh, sort of a side of, like, awkward pause on the menu. Like, just the things they throw out to each other. And she's like, if you continue this, I'm going to make you stay for three hours at this dinner or not, too. Like, just – it's very really quick. It is. And you have to, like, catch everything they're saying and then just the chemistry with the two of them. So that whole family scene, I agree, was great. I didn't really care for how Chase got a little aggressive towards the whole situation because Finn, he may not know this, but is a nice guy, and I don't see how Finn would have said no if he had talked to Anna afterwards or whatever. But the fact that he was, like, so on it and, like, why wouldn't you save our father? Like, okay, give her a break. Because place. he, like, he, he plays replaced-
0: her with them. 'Cause he plays the little boy real well. You know uh, what I mean? He's he's hi. to his little brother and he's like showing his dad his bad for real. Oh. But I mean he and also his like even his Good boss point. knows Good haven't point. you been haven't you been aggressively pursuing this this <laughs> relationship with your brother? I mean he like one of yes, he's this I feel like this amazing detective. I feel like he may be the only detective who will come to solve crimes. But he's oh. also this little kid in that other storyline he's the little brother and you know i think it's normal because he has a relationship with his father and he knows how stubborn finn can be and it was interesting his hesitance to go like his hesitancy to go to that dinner is because why would finn suddenly change his mind when he's been so firm against a relationship so yeah to me it made it made sense for him to react that way but you're right it makes sense you're right because finn ultimately would have said yes and i think it wouldn't have been finn if he didn't consider the ethical you know argument as to treating a parent exactly
1: but yes i very much enjoyed that scene in comparison to like all the other like it just kind of it was a nice little storyline plopped in. The it was it was a
0: twist see. though i did not see that coming you know no, him really being
1: forced to
0: like forced to basically interact with not only his family but with other humans for that matter that's not really <laughs> his thing but yeah it's getting harder and harder for him to avoid people to avoid his family um so this uh, i think is gonna be really interesting i like that i i, I would be cool with that family storyline with finn and with anna without a little, without some of the wsb drama for now i like her in this personal context just having her own life basically I like that, yeah,
1: it is nice. It makes her human, and yeah um it doesn't always you know to be what here.
0: yes, and actually, for the first time, being would you say equal or maybe background to Finn, like the support to Finn rather than Finn chasing her,
1: yeah, like yeah, I like that, so
0: the last major storyline of the whole week, the whole charlie's pub, Mike bless jordan and the da the damn da my gosh that friggin da oh she plays that character so well because i think that because i hate you so much i'm like you must
1: be doing your job (laughs) i hate you so much that's so valid i do think that too i'm like if somebody can make me that riled up you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing i'm good on you like she like
0: the one thing about her she doesn't care like she'll come at you like the way she went after sam today like she oh my god what this she's gonna, she loves it like she plays the day really well because the whole point is you always want to be in people's faces conflict you know you're not exactly afraid of that and when people come at her she doesn't really flinch
1: no and she's like comparing jason and drew i was like I am, excuse I, I me are you looking
0: at her <laughs> Oh I was like I was so irritated with her, but before I we talk about her some more okay, okay, yeah. just something that's just so much more lovely, Mike.
1: Oh, I love him. He's Mike. so
0: amazing. I really didn't know where the story was going when they brought him in at the beginning. But now it's just so hard because I, I can't
1: picture the and he, I can't picture him not being there. I know. He's such an integral part of of everything. He's brought out so many wonderful things in Sunny. Um he's just wonderful and what made it even better was when he set up that meeting with Curtis's aunt which I'm forgetting her name at the moment to make the plans for himself because he loves his family so much like that was just yeah. too much for me
0: them two together aren't they cute
1: they're super cute I totally thought I was gonna Mike kiss her and Stella herself. Yeah, Estella, there you go.
0: <laughs> they were they were super super cute. Um, so yeah, so the whole thing about him faking that episode, I mean, this is exactly what I was thinking. Um, Karen SS on Instagram, like she pretty much says exactly what I was thinking, which was it was nice to see him happy and in control. It was really nice to see Mike be able to be a father to Sunny. Yes. And to to really just um to do that and have that control. So I really love that scene where he felt like he he won and kind of, you know, was defending the family. And there was also some other people on Instagram who agreed and also liked those scenes. Um so Jenny Penny, six six eight nine and Miss Elio two also really enjoyed those those scenes with Mike. They were really
1: amazing. I just they don't were. know if he can He's pull incredible. it out again
0: though. So I am just like keep keep them away from him
1: yeah i think sonny will do everything in his power like and and like jordan said like it's not even admissible like why are you pursuing
0: so whenever they kept theorizing and including him i was like what what are you doing because even you're calling yourself out like just stop like even showing up and trying to aggravate him like all that was bugging me but back to like the sweetness of stella and mike um so, when he brought Stella back in, I wish. Like I am often not on Stella's side when it comes to Jordan and Curtis, but I was yes. full on Team Stella. I wish she had stayed there to know what Jordan was up to.
1: I know. To I like know. to know
0: that Jordan was there and kind of questioning, um, yeah, her Mike and all that and her part in all of that. I really wish Stella found out because she would have ripped her a new one. In oh, front yeah, of Sunny and Mike, oh, so wonderful, <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish... Maybe she didn't recognize her.
1: She's like, who is this lady? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yes. Who found someone else? Yeah, because that storyline has died down. So maybe... I know.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just... I'm not happy with Jordan. I'm not happy with the DA constantly trying Mm -hmm. to include Mike in that whole thing. Um, I don't know. Do you think that Sunny was being... um, I don't think he was being wise going there without a lawyer.
1: Oh, I, oh, I agree. I agree. He should not have gone alone. He should not. Jason should have gone with him or he should have waited. Sunday is not good on his own. We all know this. Thank you. Because he's more emotional.
0: He's not able to sit there and just listen to them the way that Jason would have gone and said nothing. So Jason not having access to a lawyer immediately, not concerned. Oh, not at all. But the same with Sunny going there, okay, <laughs> so this is just me. So the DA got mad at Jordan for some reason, feeling that, like, she, that Jordan undermined her, and I like how yes. Jordan put her in her place, like, the DA should know better. But then the DA surprised Jordan with, um, and this is what I don't understand, okay, as the DA. So Sunny is there, and in front of Sunny, and in front of Jordan, you decide to confess that the dead guy is your dad. One, it's like,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, one,
0: you're basically now telling everybody, I it's, I cannot be impartial exactly. in coming after you. And two, no offense, but Sonny doesn't care.
1: Yeah, he really doesn't.
0: So I really, I mean, yes, it had to come out. And obviously her keeping in the secret had been horrible. But I mean, I enjoy my Friday cliffhangers. I did enjoy that one. And I can't wait to see the reaction next week. But I was just like. In terms of her case, because she's so professional, how does that help you?
1: Well, how could she even be able to work on that case? Like, how is she allowed to work on it if it's her father?
0: Well, basically, she gave Sunny an answer because him and Jason were kind of talking, like, do we know anything about this guy? Now I you have all the information. Now you can kind of backtrack and look into the day a bit more to kind of understand and paint a picture of her bias, which Diane
1: can do. True. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds <sighs> because, like, I just, one, I can't handle her, two, it's her father, not shocker, but now everybody knows, so yay. <laughs>
0: but I, I know, not to be mean, but I just said this the last time, like, what connection do you have to him? Because it's not even, like, a relationship that she's developed through her mom. She pretty exactly. much said her mom lied about who he was, he left when she was two, she knew what her mom told her and then discovered some other truths of who her dad could have been through other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't really understand this vengeance. You know what I mean? It's not the same as when Dante came into things because Sonny had killed the man who was influential in his life.
1: Exactly. So it's not grounded so, in anything. Real. It's really based yeah. on something so made up. Really...
0: Yeah, I just don't have all that much empathy.
1: Oh, for do that. not me neither
0: so anyway so that was it this week um before we say good night i guess we could tell people about our social media pages
1: instagram yeah, basically so it's new we're on social media now maybe we should just be yeah like, we're on social media yes. we have some people that follow us Woo-hoo. yeah <laughs> pretty exciting um which
0: are you know so some of the instagram people i mentioned uh, some of the comments um so yeah so we're on instagram under the poor child's update and i know we're on twitter also under
1: you're it? on Twitter at the PC Update.
0: So you can check that out and follow if you'd like to. And we do have a Facebook page. It's not as populated as the rest. We're working on it. So I guess we'll just keep you posted as we keep going.
1: So here we go. We're getting into the weekend. I'm pretty excited about that. And another week of GH. Yeah, me too. Excited, excited. And, and also, then, and I'm, I'm just
0: happy it stopped raining because the car was shaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways to um until next Friday. So have a great weekend. Have a great week. and I talk you to you too soon. lady. Bye, Bye night. Bye. 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 Bye.